This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Bree Donnelly. Bree is a fellow 5-1 reflector and a human design guide who shares simple and practical ways to live life via the human design lens. Welcome, Bree. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So welcome. Bree, you were um when I kind of got into this journey, um, I think I connected with you quite early on on Instagram. It must have been when you first started your account. And um, I know that I looked at one of your photos and I'm just like, oh, I kind of felt this whole resonance. And then I looked and you were 512 and I was just like, oh, a fellow moon sister. Absolutely. That's so cool. So let's talk about your, your journey. Let's talk about your dive into human design. Sure. Would love to. So I discovered human design uh, about three and a half years ago. I was kind of in a, I guess you would call it a phase in my life where I was just going down a lot of the rabbit holes of self-improvement, learning more about myself. And um, I was listening to a podcast and they just started talking about human designs. This would have been, I guess, the spring of 2018. And I was like, wait, what is this? How have I never heard of it? And how can I learn everything there is to know about human design? Um, because as a having a one in my profile, as you know, we love to literally learn everything um, about anything. And, um, we, you know, we'll look for information in any area we can find it. So um, after I, I kind of heard an intro on the podcast, I started looking up whatever I could find online. I started looking up books on Amazon and I just wanted to sort of immerse myself in the whole system. Um, yeah. I've always been a fan of astrology. I can't say I'm an expert, but I always kind of knew enough to be dangerous. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is another yeah. way of learning about myself through a completely different lens. So it didn't resonate with me. Um, I actually, when I first put in my information on one of the free sites, you can look up my chart. I entered something incorrectly and it said I was a generator and I was like, oh, I'm totally that. Like this makes so much sense. And then um, I don't know what happened. I guess I realized my mistake or I went to another site to enter in my birth information again and it came up reflector and I'm like, that doesn't make sense at all. Like I just didn't resonate with being a reflector type. And I kind of like pushed human design to the side for maybe a year, if I'm being honest. And then in 2019, my interest peaked again. I started researching a little bit more. I started finally coming around to the fact that I was a reflector. I started embracing it. Um, and then it's really just been nonstop since then, um, just with learning and now teaching other people about it. So it's definitely one of the, the great passions of my life now. That's so interesting. There's so many of us that when we plug in our details for the first time, we get it all wrong. But, and yours is a generator. Yeah. And, I, and I guess when you look at that, that part of your life, you were probably still really trying to push through, weren't you? You were trying to still, you know, be in that life of that's me, that's me, that's what I've got to be because you're surrounded by it. Do you feel that could have been why you felt, yes, that's me? Definitely. So now in retrospect, I've looked up a lot of my friends and family's charts and I'm surrounded by generators and manifesting generators. Most of my friends fall into those two categories. And 
I think I was just kind of trying to live like everybody else or trying to live like every boss that I've ever worked with. And most of them, I believe knowing their styles and what I know about human design, that they were likely generators too. So I wanted to be like everybody else. And I wanted to have that boundless energy, always have a to-do list, always be accomplishing some kind of goal. Um, But when I really started to lean into understanding that I was a reflector and learning what that really meant, I'm like, okay, well, I have all these capabilities as well. I just show up a little bit different than 70% of the generator population of the world. I love that. I have all these abilities, but I show up differently. I I can really relate to what you're saying because I think the first part, you know, most of my life, it's like I've lived as a generator. Do, 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 go, 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 go. Got to have the to-do list, got to do this. Might be a part of our profile. But I could imagine that that is quite, as I can relate to, quite confronting to have to go, hang on a second. They're telling me now I've got to slow down. (laughs) They're telling me now I've got to wait. And because that conditioned part of you that thought you were a generator or even acted in a generator mode would have been like, whoa how do I do this? How do I actually start slowing down? Did you find that challenging at all? Yeah, I did. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I think naturally I have always taken a little bit slower of a road to get from point A to point B than most of my peers and friends and all of those things. So I always kind of beat myself up about it. And even like they're needing more rest. Sorry, if you hear the squeaky toy in the background, it's my Gen, she's likely a generator, three-year-old mutt who has lots of energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always beat myself up for not being like everybody else. But then once I started to really embrace it, what I started to notice was sometimes what looked like procrastination was really just me listening to my intuition and knowing that I didn't need to rush to get to the finish line. Yeah. So I've really started to understand that the slower pace, the waiting to make really big decisions um, or not, maybe sometimes it's just a complete pause and I'm not accomplishing anything and I'm just enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels really good because I think that's naturally how I was always designed yeah. to show up. Yeah. I love that you're doing that and you're still working, you know, that nine to five job as a, as a full-time role outside of yes. everything else that you're doing. So that pressure, you must feel some days is huge, huge. Yeah, absolutely. I I keep a full plate. I think I always have. Um, I think weekends for me look a little bit different than maybe your average person. I tend to not really schedule a whole lot because my Monday through Friday is normally quite busy. So you could definitely find me sleeping in (laughs) on a Saturday or Sunday or maybe skipping plans with friends and just relaxing, Um, especially pre-holiday season. I'm taking any chance I can get to relax before things get crazy and busy. Um, But definitely, um, you know, I, I definitely have a lot on my plate. I try and balance it the best that I can, but I do prioritize downtime and rest as much as I can as well. Yeah, that's so good. So it's so good that you've done the journey, you've awoken to who you are and you're trying to honor it the best you can. That's that's yes. the best we can do. It's the best we can do, hey? Yeah. So talk to me about the 5-1. The 5-1, I've been learning it myself over the past year. It's quite a challenge. So, and with your experience, I'd really love to hear your um, Sure. So you know, 
So what's interesting was, although the reflector nature didn't resonate with me right away, I think being a 5-1 profile, that was something I understood immediately about myself. And that did feel true. So, you know, my kind of take on it as a 5-1 is 5-1s are somebody that, you know, you come across to other people very capable. You come across to other people that you kind of have things on lockdown. They can come to you for help. Um, people don't bother with you too much because they are like, oh, well, Bree's got it. She knows what she's doing. Um, I think I've always, I think I've always come across to other people like that and, and like, you know, bosses and colleagues and those types of things. Um, the one part of the profile going down rabbit holes, researching, being kind of a detective has always been me. Um, I always thought it was my Scorpio nature in astrology, but I think it's kind of like a little bit of a mixture of both. Um, they say one thing about five ones is that other people project on you to be their savior or for you to save the day because you come across as somebody that is just always so capable. So I think if that's one thing you, you a little bit need to reach out for. I think in relationships from, from time to time, um, you know, people might have looked at me as a savior in some aspects. So I can sort of, I can relate to that aspect of the 5-1 mm. profile. But I like being a 5-1. I feel like, um, you know, it definitely resonates. And um, it's definitely something that I think I show to the outside world. Yeah. I, I do love our line run. I've I found that there are certain times that 5 can really not trip me up. That's not the right wording, but we the projections we get from people can be quite challenging um do you find that just that projection you know people obviously what you're saying is they look to us as being the savior but that can often be the opposite and yeah yeah because sometimes we're the people that need to be saved we're the people that need help right mm -hmm. so i have noticed at different times in my kind of you know lifespan up until this point um you know there might be times where I need help, but I'm not vocalizing it. And I'm hoping somebody else will notice, but a lot of times they don't because they always look at you as just someone who's got it, right? Mm -hmm. Who just has it all together. But that sometimes I don't have it all together. Sometimes I wish somebody would like extend the olive branch or the hand and say, what is it you know, that I can help you with? So I think as a 5-1, we need to remember that we can ask for help. Um, we can come across as vulnerable instead of looking like we just have it all together all the time. That's really good advice because that 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 can play out a lot, isn't it? That we are always perceived as having it all together, but half the time we're just like, I'm making this shit up all the time. And mm -hmm. you just think, oh, you know, but people then will project and think, well, they've always got it together. They're, you know, they're fine. They're, they're capable and kind of give you that distance or, or show a bit of distance towards you so yeah I felt that that's really good advice of being able to be a little bit more vulnerable and say I'm having a tough week can you help me out yeah or you know starting a new job I don't exactly know how to do this can you show me um, or being in a new place and you don't really know how to get from you know point a to point b and you're looking for direction um, it's in all of those little instances, we can always ask for help and we need to remember that, you know, yeah. even though we love research and we love figuring things out, we can't always figure every single thing out. It's, it's like, there's that quote out there that says like, you know, be sure to check on your strong friends. That reminds me of a five one, right? Like check <laughs> on the people one. that you think don't need any help. Make sure you check on them too. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> There's a new meme. I think we need to yes. do like a reflector memes. They're they're making me laugh because why why not laugh about ourselves? It's half the fun of yeah. life, isn't it? It is. I love it. Yeah. No, I really do resonate with that with the five one and that feeling of even even within ourselves of having it all together and going down those constant rabbit holes of I must know more, I must know more before I can actually step out into the world. Do you find that? Have you felt that a part of yourself as well? Where you feel like you've got to be busy, busy researching that you go, I still don't know enough. And you, you, you're not actually stepping out into the world. Yes, definitely. I think sometimes that's something that paralyzes me and holds me back a little bit because I want to know everything I can and be the most prepared I can about, you know, a given subject or a person Um, I think this manifests a lot, you know, in terms of career. And sometimes I'll be a little bit hesitant to take the ball forward until I have all the correct or right information when I might just be stalling something and I could just take that leap of faith. So I definitely think it's, it's a blessing and sometimes it works against you a little bit because there's definitely times in life where you don't need to be overprepared. You just need to, you need to go for it, whatever it is fly by the city of pants wing yes I could definitely do that more than I think I do yeah yeah I was just saying to you before the chat like sometimes I'd really do like to just fly by the seat of my pants and wing it because it just lights me up and it it promotes new challenges but at the same time it's generally something that I have a little bit of experience with because if it was something new I'd be like oh I need to know more about that first right it's it's very fascinating right but once you have something down pat you can fly by the seat of your pants yeah that makes a lot of sense so when you did get into it did you subscribe to a lot of the must wait a lunar cycle can we talk about your first steps you know as becoming a reflector and how you wanted you or how you took that first journey for somebody who's just found out that they're a reflector sure I mean I think you know there's a lot of textbook reflect reflector things that haven't always resonated with me some things I feel totally on board with and then other things like waiting a full lunar cycle to make decisions haven't always 100% felt right within me so and this is my take and I think everybody else has their own outlook on this or their own process Um, I do think as a reflector, because we are so deeply open and sensitive, it is good for us to take our time to not get, you know, mixed up with the conditioning from the outside world, other people's stuff that we're taking on when we're trying to make a decision. We do need to lean back. We do need time to decompress before we make any major life decisions. Mm. So what has helped me is doing that, being patient with making decisions, but I can't say I wait a full 28 to 29 days before making a big decision. What I tend to do is it's usually within that time frame. So it could be, I don't know, a week after I'm, you know, said I, you know, I need to decide about X, Y, Z. It could be two weeks. It could be three weeks, but I just take my own general process. You know, I journal about things. I meditate. I wait for kind of the light bulb to go off and for the answers to sort of be revealed to me via other people, messages I'm hearing or whatever it is. And then I go ahead and decide. So I don't wait like the textbook lunar cycle 
it's sometime within, you know, from day one to day 29, but I really do lean into it. I really do lean into my intuition. And when I'm ready, I go ahead and I make the decision. Yeah, that's really good. And has that served you well? Obviously you've just by doing that, you've mitigated any of that disappointment or has it still come through occasionally and you think, crap, I needed to wait a little bit longer? Yes, definitely. I mean, I've had times where I've just been so maybe excited about a certain decision and I've jumped the gun, you know, in 24 hours and then it turned out not to be, you know, the right thing. So that has definitely come into play. I think as I'm getting a little bit older and maturing, I'm starting to see that my timing seems to be working out better, my own unique timing of how I do things and how I decide. And disappointment, you know, is is there. That's our, our not self theme. And it, it definitely comes up, especially when, you know, I'm not living in alignment with, with who I truly am. Um, but on the flip side of that, the surprise element, which is when we are living in, in alignment as a reflector, nothing is, feels better than that. And I feel like as I've stepped more into my design and I've really embraced it, the surprises just continue to show up. And sometimes they're in the most unique ways. So um, I can't say the disappointments there as much as it probably was in my 20s. But, you know, my 30s now, I feel like as I'm relaxing into who I am, yeah. it seems to have a better, things just seem to have a better flow. Yeah, I love that you say that because that is so true that I find in my life, I'm more surprised and delighted than I am disappointed. And if I do feel that, oh, mm, I then go, oh, what's happened? What has happened? And that I go, go into a deep dive and I generally it's something that I've missed or, or it could just be a community feeling. And I just think something's not right here. But yeah, I do love that. The more we get into our unique design and sort of understand ourselves, the delight and the surprise, it's like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. We're very uh, much a little bit chipper to use yes. my Australianism. Yes, definitely. And that's the best surprise. The surprise element is my favorite part about being a reflector of just that like excitement, enthusiasm, all of how things come together. Wonderful people that just seem to show up at the right time with the right messages, things that seemingly fall into place with almost little to no effort. In my opinion, I think being a reflector is much more of that feminine energy versus masculine energy mm -hmm. and when you are living in alignment with who you are things just the, the miracles and the people and the opportunities they just seem to come to you and yes. that's when the surprise comes in and it you know it's awesome I love that you said that as well about you know I, I, I heard it as in receiving guidance and advice from other people because even though we're taught to step out of it and sort of like honor our own space some of those yes, no answers or feelings or gut feelings or, you know, intuition can come from other people because it's like they're divinely guided to give us something that we need. And I think we can, people can forget about that too. The intuition's not always the big God booming voice in our own head. It can be somebody mentioning a book or somebody mentioning something else and just go, ah, oh, that's something about intuition, isn't it? It's about yep. spirit, source, God whatever you want to refer to. Yeah. And to me that that's what waiting a lunar cycle is all about. You're giving the universe 28 to 29 days of magical things to happen. 
And that could be bumping into an old friend who has the exact right message for you, or somebody a week later recommends the book that has the answer that you were looking for, or you hadn't heard back on a certain job opportunity or whatever it is. And then, you know, two weeks later, you get a surprise email. So that's to me why they say to wait a lunar cycle as a reflector is you have to give it space and you have to allow those things to happen and come through. And a lot of times that doesn't happen overnight. No. And it is still really hard to allow yourself that space in this day and age. I think we're learning. And I think the more we talk about it and the more we educate other people to say, we we just need a bit of time. We just need a little bit bit more time and they have to wait because sometimes it can be quite pressuring for people to go, I need an answer now, especially if you're working in a, you know, whatever industry you are where they're fast working can be very difficult to honor that. But I think it's also our unique superpower to be able to push back and say, I just need a little bit more time because the answer will come through. Do you find that a lot with your life right now that you've really got to push back a little bit to be given that time? Not as much as maybe some years ago. So Mm -hmm. I think at this point in my life, I've aligned myself, you know, in a full-time career that works for me as a reflector. But in my 20s and early 30s, I worked in sales and sales can absolutely work as a reflector type for me. um, I, I definitely had ups and downs. And one of the things I had always struggled with in sales was, you know, demanding um, bosses where you had to close a deal today and couldn't wait another day. And you had to put pressure on clients and customers to make decisions. And that was never within my authenticity to be like that. And I always found that I did the best with customers who didn't want to be rushed. Those were my best long-standing clients. And now I realize in my current life, fast forward, you know, some years later, um, you know, my professional career is a little bit more aligned as a reflector and even the friendships and people that I'm around, they're, they're okay with, you know, me waiting on something to get back to them or, you know, not always participating in like the big giant activity where there's, you know, 50 people there because it's easy for us reflectors to get overwhelmed. And I think the people in my life in this chapter and my family, you know, they understand that about me. So I think there's definitely been periods where I have felt a lot of external pressure, you know, that's have like part of the open root center in our design. Um, But as things have progressed and I've made some changes, um, I feel much more relaxed to take my time. And I feel like the people around me are, are more accepting of that. That is so, that's so, that's so nice to hear. So your friends and family, when you went down this hole, when you found this in 2018, 2019, when you kind of got into the reflector, did you start pumping everybody's charts? Did you kind of figure out who was who around you? Did you invite them into the cult? (laughs) How did that go for for you? That's a good question. So Yeah, I mean, at first, once I knew, you know, the correct way to look up a chart uh, before I became a reader, so, you know, about a couple years ago, um, yeah, for curiosity's sake, I would, you know, text my mom, like, when were you born, and ask her when all my siblings were born, and any friend that would give me their information, um, I would always kind of be excited to look up everybody's charts, and then in the spring of 2021, um, I got certified to start doing readings on my own, and, um, I got even more curious because once I was really trained in all the inner workings of 
an individual chart. Now these charts, including my own, made sense to me. Because at first it was just like, okay, that's cool. My best friend is a manifesting generator. My other best friend is a generator. Um, I've, you know, I, that was cool in the beginning, but then once I started how to knowing how to read the entire chart and yeah. looking at the gates and the channels, um, and the personality profiles, it was just so cool because I started seeing the synergy, you know, between family members and friends and why certain people, you know, come together and, and, and get along and, you know, where there's things where there could be friction, right. Or it doesn't always line up. So I remember like, once I figured out how to fully read a chart, I was very excited to look up anybody that I knew that was close to me, whose birth time, you know, I could get access to. (laughs) And then you're just sitting there going, Oh yeah, that makes total sense now. I get it. I yes. totally get it. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely guilty of like sitting in bed until like one, two in the morning, going down the rabbit holes, looking up everybody's design and, and analyzing everything is another thing that five ones love to do. We love to analyze. Yeah. Um, but it brings me joy and it's something that I really love and it's made such a big difference. And you'd be surprised. A lot of people at first, you know, they were like, I don't know what this is. This is like a foreign language. And then once I started sharing more um, and doing little mini readings for family and friends, when I was around them, everybody got really interested and excited. And um, now I have, you know, friends and family that still reach out to me wanting to know more about their chart, which is really cool. That is so cool. Cause it, it, it just resonates with people. I don't think I've met one person who I haven't sort of had a chat with and even on a very, very surface level who hasn't thought, oh my gosh, there's something here. So yeah. with the old, obviously five one, don't even you don't really even need to explain it because I understand. But at what point did you get in your journey where you just thought, I need to study this. I need, I really want to embrace becoming a reader to get certified. Yes. So that was for me the end of 2020. I think one of the gifts and beauties of the pandemic was um we, we, we had a lot more downtime. We had time for reflection and introspection because all of those, that, all that outside noise and distractions, most of that was taken away from us in 2020. And I started feeling some pretty strong pings, um, you know, around the end, I'd say November, December of 2020 is that like, okay, I really like human design. I've really been enjoying studying this more. It's made a difference in my life. And you know, aside from my nine to five career, I wanted to do something else where I felt like I was contributing and I was giving back. Mm -hmm. And it just was the system and the modality that resonated with me the most that I just felt, you know, a very genuine interest in studying. And I decided to do that in early spring of 2021. And then shortly after I launched my Instagram page and then I I started doing readings, you know, about a month after that. Um, But yeah, I think the pandemic for me was a game changer. And it this was something that the pandemic gave me as a gift was the desire to share this system with everybody that I could, anybody who would listen. So I actually did Jenna Zoe's, who's my human design. Yeah. Um, I did her online reader training, which was a couple days intense content. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it in a couple days. I split it up over uh, a, ch- a big chunk of time. Mm. And then after I completed her reader training, I did about 20 uh, kind of free readings on family, friends, neighbors, those types of people. And then after I did my 20th um, 
kind of what you would call a practice reading, um, I felt comfortable and ready, ready to go live. And that's when I, my, I created, um, you know, my little, my little business and, um, you know, it's been awesome. Cause I've just connected with some pretty incredible people since yeah. I launched back in April. Yeah. So that's HD with Brie, um, which we'll post, it, yes. <laughs> which we'll post yep. about HD with Brie is Instagram. I and I, I put a ton of, ton of good content on there as much as I can. Yeah, you really do. I really enjoy your content. It's so nice. So talk about what you're doing now as a reader and where you want to go with it and how people can reach out to you. Absolutely. So at first, um, I wanted to, you know, just do individual readings, you know, one-on-one with clients. So if you go to my page, um, you'll see that there's two options. I offer a mini reading for people that just want to really master the foundational parts of their human design. So that's things like Um, your energy type, your profile, your authority, and your strategy. How does that look like? And I give some intuitive guidance around those things. And then I have my full reading, which is I analyze your entire chart. So all the foundational aspects, all of the gates and channels, how everything interconnects. Um, So that's that's what I have been doing since April of 2021. But I have some things that I'm working on um, for early 2022, and um, I'm intending to launch um, couples reading. So I'll be analyzing side-by-side charts for any any phase of a relationship, dating couple, married couples of any length of time, people that are curious and they want to know more about their partners. And then I'm also going to be doing family readings. So it could be, you know, father, son, mother, daughter, you know, any combination of family members, um, I'm going to be adding that as well, because um, since I launched, I've gotten uh, many DMs from people asking if they could sign up for a session with their significant other, um, or I've had parents ask me if I could analyze their chart and their spouses and their child like together as a family unit. So um, I've listened to the feedback and those were the two most common things I have been asked about. So in early 2022, I'll be launching couples and family readings. That is so exciting. Good on you for doing that because it is, it's, it's, I could imagine, you know, (laughs) we've joked about it before where going into human design, it's like we look around, could be in the classroom, it could be anywhere we are and, you know, we're meeting someone, we're thinking, wonder what your birth time is I wonder if it's okay to ask you <laughs> Danny's profiles will be like please if you want to have anything to do with me insert your birth time here and then it, <laughs> they're going to contact you and say can you please run this chart against mine to see if this is a match oh my gosh what are we going down <laughs> anyway. I can relate to all of that <laughs> can you? Yeah, making sure you know somebody's somebody's profile yep unbelievable so for new reflectors, uh, new reflectors are near and dear to my heart because it wasn't so long ago that it was me. Oh, it's a while ago now, but it still feels really fresh. And um, during these recordings, I've often spoken about how it was, it was literally a tumultuous time where I cried and I laughed and, you know, I had 40 something years of previous conditioning. So can you share with us like your simple tips and tricks for when finding out you're a new reflector and how to get through that for them? Yeah. I mean, like I had said earlier, I mean, at first when I found out, when I put my birth time information in the correct way, 
and I found out I was a reflector, um, I felt so many emotions because one thing that was discouraging is there's a lot of information about the reflector type out there. And I'm saying this for anybody new to human design, like you said, finding out that they're a reflector and trying to make sense of it all. There's a lot of information out there that fell, feels very limiting, makes you feel like you're just this strange creature that's 1% of the population. And one thing that never really struck a chord with me is some websites and resources make paint reflectors to just be this like meek person, like they're here to be a mirror, but they're not really here to do anything else. And they don't really have any power and they can't make any decisions. And I'm like, absolutely not. I yeah. mean, that is just not the way I interpret the reflector type at all. Um, I look at it as somebody that is so divinely unique, being only 1% of the population. How cool is it to be part of, you know, this little group of people on the planet that I believe are here to be a gift to the rest of humanity. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the coolest things about when you find out you're a reflector and you look at your chart and you see that it's completely, all of your centers are just wide open, right? Yeah. We have such a amazing ability to literally step into another person in the room and understand them in a way that I don't think anybody else can because of our openness, right? We can almost take on the other person's energy. And, you know, I can see where some people paint that in a negative light, but I feel that that is our greatest gift and strength. Um, I feel that reflectors are here to heal the world. Um, I think that we have an incredible deep sensitivity that as a child, I always felt strange. I'm like, why do I cry as much as I do? Why do things bother me as much as, I, as they do? Why does nobody else seems to be affected? But I am like thinking and analyzing everything. Um, being a reflector child is, is definitely a challenge. But as I've you know grown up and I'm in a different chapter of life, I see the openness and the deep sensitivity as the greatest gift. And all I want to do is give back with that yeah. in, in any way that I can. So what I would say to new reflectors is don't be discouraged by what you hear, you know, on the average website or maybe po other podcasts that you're listening to that feels disempowering because you really are here to be a very powerful force. You just have to figure out and play around with the energy of how that's going to look like for you because you are just such a unique, beautiful creature. Oh, that's so well said. Thank you for that because it's, yeah, it is our superpower. Um, the more that I talk with people over the last few months, you know, and knowing that you're not alone and sharing all these stories with, you know, fellow beautiful beings, it's just like everything that I feel, you feel. And it's so, it's so empowering to know we're not alone and use these gifts as gifts and not as, oh, my God, we're nothings or where, where do we fit in the world? It's just like there's a reason we are the way we are. I don't know if we fully understand yet, but I think we're starting to feel it. I don't know if you are, but just especially since the pandemic this last couple of years, it feels like you can really feel that fluidity going in and out and you can just kind of like, I don't know, it's like a you're reverberating through your society 
and just feeling into it. I, that does, probably doesn't make sense. And I don't know why I said that, but it's just, um, yeah, trying to trying to put into words the things that I feel can sometimes be quite challenging. But I have started to get a sense from other reflectors and myself of that there is a there is a reason. And I think we're starting to step into that reason. And as you say, to heal, um, to provide a level of a little bit more awareness and openness to the world. So thank you for beautifully saying what you said. Sure. I have one question for you. I have a um, a very unique question that I've noticed and I, I think I'm going to ask more people about. But do you find that you think about something that you might, ideas pop into your head with that open head centre? There's always something going through. There's always an idea. And in the past, possibly you wanted to action all those ideas, but you know now you can't. But as soon as you start thinking about something and it really resonates, you'll find that somebody else will start doing it. Do you find that? Yeah. So you mean like, as I think more about a certain thing that I'm really interested in or resonates, I'll see it start to show up in the world around me or the people around me. Is that what you mean? Mm. Absolutely. Um, I do notice that quite a bit. I also notice, I'm not sure if it's a reflector thing, but I'll notice that if I have a unique viewpoint on something and I kind of share it out with the world or share it with friends, I'll hear them almost repeat that same thing in the exact way that I said it and the same wording, Um, but they'll say it like it was their own thought and it's not a bad thing. It's actually like a good thing. So there is something about the reflector energy type that I think maybe people just grab stuff from us and like, you know, it transfers over Mm kind of to your point. Um, I have noticed that. I also think reflectors, my take uh, with the open crown center, one of the things is the ideas and in the open mind center, always having different divine inspirations and ideas coming through. Mm -hmm. I also believe that all reflectors have an amazing gift of channeling and receiving like divine inspiration and also ideas that are like ahead of our time. Um, I believe that all reflectors have that gift and that's why they'll start thinking about something. And then you'll notice that it starts catching wind or it starts becoming a trend. But I think, I think reflectors are ahead of their time. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's, again, you've, you've worded it so eloquently there that it's a part of my, the way that I've been sort of processing this thinking there's like this, again, we use mycelium mushrooms and that networking. It's, it's literally like we're feeling what's happening and then it just goes out. It just really just pushes out and then somebody will pick it up and runs with it. So I often wonder, and I think it was one of the podcasts where it was referred to that we're just like little mushrooms that just pop up, <laughs> release spores, yeah, which is consciousness and expanding of consciousness. And then we drop back down again and off we go. And, and all these little just unique mushrooms just pop up and release the spores. And then everybody else just grabs hold of it. Anyway, food for thought. I love that you said that because I've just been giving it a lot of thought and I think there's something in this. Feels feels like there's something there. Definitely. I like the mushroom analogy. That's <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna use that. I like oh, that. Good. Yeah, it was have you seen have you have you watched that documentary um, with the mushrooms? I haven't. No, it's really good. If you do have some downtime and just curl up on the couch with your doona and stuff like that, check it out because it's just um, sounds good. Yeah, and you just feel like that. Like I kind of see that now as well. Just little 
anyway, we digress. This is what happens during these podcasts, right? I know. We got too to- much to talk about. <laughs> we go <laughs> too down. Many topics. Is there anything else you would like to share with the community? Like um, you've spoken about the new offerings that you're doing next year, which is exciting. We can reach you with HD with Brew, which I love that yep. name. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's just so catchy. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Um, you know, I guess what I'd like to share, you know, I guess to the reflector community is, um, you know, I, I'm so grateful to be among you and I learned so much by looking at other reflectors on social media, um, in the, you know, anyone we can find, there's not a lot of us, but analyzing famous reflectors and I get excited in real life. It doesn't happen often out of all my readings since April, I've only read for one reflector. Um, but I really do get a lot out of the interactions and learning from our, our little one percent community. And I think, you know, what I just want to share is for all reflectors is like, just keep being who you are. Don't feel like you need to fit any kind of mold to be accepted in any way. Um, Whatever it is that you're good at, um, embrace that and go on those, you know, paths and trains of sharing your unique gifts because you have so much to offer and you don't have to work 80 hours a week. Um, You can work 20 hours a week and still have the same results, you know, as somebody else of a different energy type. Um, So I just want reflectors to be who they are, to be themselves, to know that they're so beautiful, uh, looking completely different. And um, I, I hope I get the opportunity in the new year. I mean, I love I have loved all of the people that I've read for. I've had some of the most magical experiences with sessions, um, but I hope that I can, you know, attract and read for more reflectors in the new year um, because it's always such a cool journey when it's reflector to reflector. And even just this conversation with you has been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that would be as a fellow reader myself, it just is, it's such an honor to really feel into that reflector to reflector kind of, because we understand, we really understand. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so very much for being here with us. Beautiful Brie. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 